something to actually prevent COVID-19. Well, okay, you're listening at a really good time. So, to begin, everyone's talking about vitamin D. And it's something I've actually have been telling people for the past six months, vitamin D, which I did find out, to be perfectly honest, vitamin D is good for a lot of different things. But uh, one thing that I actually was told was that vitamin D was actually not a vitamin at all, but a hormone. And uh, vitamin D is, I, I mean, you can't really do wrong. Vitamin D, D3, it's um, important for your immune system. And you're supposed to get so much of it every day. So, uh, of course, dependent upon your body weight. And, uh, of course, the heavier you are, the more you're going to need. And, of course, that's something that you don't want to take too much of either. So, there is a vitamin D meter that you can actually put on your... on your If you want to put an app on there to make sure you're getting the appropriate amount. But uh, there's different sources of vitamin D. One, of course, is milk. Another one is getting of sunshine. Another one is using supplements. I take a, for instance, I just started taking a multivitamin for women, and it actually has, uh, I think it's a thousand, I use uh, vitamin D in there, and I'm doing that, of course, for my own good health and to make sure that I get plenty of it. Now, I'm out in the sun every day, and I do that on purpose. One, I know that the sun is good for me, uh, not so much for the, the skin cancer, but, you know, I'm, I'm talking about good health, especially... In today's times, in today's trying times, when we have to wear a mask just about everywhere we go, um, of course, prevention's probably the best method. If you don't have to go anywhere, don't go. Um, if you can have things coming to come to your house, such as using different services to bring you groceries, do that. But please, don't stop your light. Don't be a hermit just because of COVID-19. So, um, another thing you need to be aware of is seclusion. And, of course, you know, quite a few people have seen this, where, you know, they'd have family gatherings, but now they don't gather because of COVID. They're not keeping in contact. Please keep in contact. Don't use it as an excuse not to talk to dear Auntie uh, Janine or grandmother Edna in the nursing home, you know, a phone call can go a long way, card, letter, or whatnot. I mean, don't, don't leave people out in the cold, so to speak. If you're friends with somebody and you just don't want to bring COVID-19 in your house, you know what, a phone call, simple phone call, five minutes, is not going to kill you. So, it also helps you to maintain friendships that you may need later on. So, um, especially when this is all over with, you know, to go out and have coffee with somebody is like, oh, I wish I would would have kept up my friendship with with Tanya Ray because, you know, her and I used to 
go for a walk and then for coffee, but now we did it because of COVID. But when it's over, I guess you can make new friends, but, you know, there's something to be said about the old friends that you have and keeping them. They're there. They were there with from, from the beginning, so why not keep them? They're probably the most loyal anyways. Besides, it's kind of nice to actually say, you know what, I've been friends with this person since I was nine years old. You know? How many people get to say that? I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, like a badge of honor, so to speak. But anyways, so get your vitamin D. And of course, the larger you are, the more that you're going to need. And realize that it helps uh, rebuild cells. It strengthens your immune system. It has all these amazing different effects. It keeps away COVID. Um... In studies that they have actually done, and of course I've actually talked about this in previous podcasts, some people may not be able to actually go back and review those or don't have time for it, and that's okay because I'll just re-say it anyways. But they have found that the people who are actually dying, you know, the 3% of the population who are actually dying of COVID, actually um, are lacking the vitamin D that they actually need. So if you have a good amount of vitamin D and you still die of COVID, you're going to be an anomaly or something. They actually tested this. I was reading an article today um, in France. And in France, they were actually testing the amount of vitamin D that these COVID patients had in their system. And the ones that were dying actually were lacking vitamin D in their systems. So this is something that they are aware of and that they're paying attention to. And good medicine is going to say, hey, you need your vitamin D. And it's rare you actually find anybody, anybody, who has an appropriate amount of vitamin D. I've, I've never read an article where it said this person had plenty of vitamin D in them and they died anyways. So um, there's a correlation to that. Also, to the females out there, you need to, like, congratulate your doctors a little bit here because they've also done studies on metformin. And for the guys, not necessarily, but for the women, definitely. Uh, They have the ones that have actually gotten COVID. However, they were taking metformin. The females, anyways, have actually had a 27% survival rate. So, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but then you have that plus the vitamin D, you get like more like 100%, close to 100% survival rate. And so if you if you think about it, if you got plenty of vitamin D and you're taking your metformin and you're a female, you have a, almost a 100% chance of actually surviving. Guys, I unfortunately, I don't know why it doesn't apply to you. Maybe it was an all-female study. But this is exciting news to me because, you know, how, when do they ever do studies on females? Usually it's the guys, you know, like preventing heart attacks and stuff like that. And they have no information on the females because, like, for instance, the females have so many different symptoms when it comes to heart attacks. So for women, I mean, unless it's like breast cancer survey or, you know, something on uterus or something. I mean, there's just like not much so that I've actually seen out there. So for women, we got like a thumbs up on that one. We got a higher survival rate than the, the dudes do. So just make sure you're, you're, you're old men, your dudes have 
plenty of vitamin D because that has been shown to be equal between men and women with the vitamin D content. So it's just that the metformin is an extra added little savior, if I can say that, um, to women. So I, I'm actually feeling kind of proud of myself because I've been talking about vitamin D for a while now. I remember uh, one of the things when me and a friend were trying to discuss the best ways to actually survive out there, what we should do, and of course he came up with hype. He had talked about hydrochloride or something weird like that. Um, and that's, that's fine and dandy and all, if I'm going to run a respirator, I mean, I'll keep that in mind, I guess. But, uh, you know, and I, I just basically told him, like, take your vitamin D. So, take your vitamin D, you should be fine, it, it boosts your immune system, it'll fight that virus. I, I swear by it, I, I, you know, I'm putting my hand up. Now, uh, talking about other vitamins, no, actual vitamins, I'm not talking about hormones, which is vitamin D. Remember, vitamin D is a hormone. And remember, that was something new that I learned, like, last month. So, vitamin C, as far as I know, is a vitamin. And it is good for fighting colds and stuff, like influenza stuff but it's not as it, it's not as potent as you think you can't just take vitamin C and expect to be over cold this is something that has to be in your body already as well so I mean just like vitamin D has to already be in your body this is something that you use to boost your immune system before you actually come down with a cold if you actually do have a cold or like let's say COVID-19 um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they do infuse you with a bunch of stuff when you're in the hospital. But this is something where if you build your bot own body up to it, maybe you won't end up in the hospital or you won't end up sick. So, I mean, we, of course, you know, we're human beings. We take every precaution we possibly can. You know, we wash our hands. We stay six feet away. We obviously don't visit our relatives or invite them over, you know, for brunch during a pandemic, hopefully. I mean, I know it happens, but, you know, it, you know things happen. But I want to say this pandemic has hit everyone especially hard. For instance, those who want to go to church, now they're a little bit more leery to go to church because I am, and I am definitely, it seems like every time I go to church, I get sick. Um, you know, except for maybe the Catholic Church. I, I don't really say, I can't really say I've ever gotten sick going to Catholic Church, but I've gone to other places such as the, the Dutch Church in Twin Falls, and I got really sick after I went there. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the yoga place I was visiting, not to do yoga, but to actually, you know, check out some essential oils that they were selling there. Um, the doTERRA brand way back then. But, so I, I can't really say where I tracked the virus. All I know is that I had a virus. This was like a couple years ago. And I got so sick. I was deathly sick. I would even have to say that it felt like COVID. But COVID didn't hit till December. And I had this back in June where it felt like, I mean, I had all the symptoms of COVID, but nobody was talking about it. So as I was laying in my bed thinking I was gonna die from the flu, um... Of course, I I learned a little bit about, you know, things to strengthen the immune system and such. And one of the big themes that I used to use for the longest time 
is raw garlic. And raw garlic's really good for uh, fighting viral infections. Now, mind you, it might just be an old wives' tale on the garlic. However, it always seemed like at the start of a flu, if I took the garlic, that I could usually knock it out from it being a flu, flu bug that lasted three weeks for me, to maybe lasting uh, 24 hours, and then it was done. So I've always been a big fan of garlic, and I, you know, I could have sworn by it that I used it for like a decade, so since 2007, and it was it was something that um, one of my friends from England actually suggested to me. And basically, it's just raw garlic. You know, you take it, you peel it. So yeah, it's the real thing. You gotta get the real McCoy. I mean, the powdered stuff's not gonna work. The potency's in the garlic. And allegedly, what happens is it actually kills virus. Now, I haven't found any science to actually back that up, but you know, for me, it worked. So whether it was a um, whether it was an actual medicinal properties type deal, or if it was just an old wives' tale. And that, you know, my immune system kicked in when I got it because I thought it was a cure. I'm not sure. But I know that it worked for me. But then when I tried it, if I if I was sick for a good 24 to 36 hours, because I'm telling you, raw garlic is not something I want to eat on a regular basis. And it's not something I ever want to actually eat. I will use it, but it's way too potent. Um... There was a time, though, and especially when I felt deathly sick, and that was back in June a couple years ago, that I just could not even think about taking the raw garlic. Just the thought of it just made my eyes roll back in the back of my head. So I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, not again. I'm going to have to do the raw garlic. Um, to take a little bit of the bitterness off, which I didn't do back then. I, I took the raw garlic a little bit too late. But what I did to make it actually a tad bit more palatable is I took an extremely sharp cheddar cheese. Uh, Tillamook's pretty good. I like Tillamook. It's got a great flavor to it. And so what I did is I kind of made like a, a garlicky cheese sandwich without the bread. And so I had like two slices of cheese and I put the garlic in the middle and I just ate that. And that usually knocked my cold out. You know, I do that a couple times. And I'm, I'm talking about using, I didn't use much, like maybe one clove. So I, I take one in the morning and one at night. Um, the person who suggested it to me said several, but I'm telling you, I cannot stomach several. Like one is bad enough. It's very potent. So I think one was actually working for me, but you may want to try two just because. Now I watched my brother take it, one of my brothers because I, I swore by it, and he was perfectly fine the next day, so there might be some truth to that old wives tale, so I, I'm going to keep on doing that if I get sick again, but I have not been sick in several years, uh, not because of the garlic, but just because I've been getting plenty of vitamin D, which is another reason why I swear by it, because... If I'm getting something that's working, then I'm definitely going to share it. And considering the year before I was sicker than anything, where I get sick like two, three times a year, um, to now be well for the past couple of years is amazing to me. And so, of course, I'm going to pass it on. And I still get, like, uh, for instance, this sinus 
irritation from uh, certain things I'm allergic to. But other than that, besides the sinus, the sinus congestion, I don't actually get the cold, so to speak. So my immune system is popping, and I want yours to pop too. So you can do what's best for you, of course. But um, whatever I'm doing is working for me, and you got to do what works for you too. So back to the whole COVID-19 thing. Now, there's supposed to be a second strain of the COVID-19 coming up, from what I've heard. And they've said a lot of weird things so far about this and in in the news. And, of course, (laughs) in today's news, it's kind of hard to know what to believe because they keep changing their minds on things like who's president and who won which state, etc. But anyways, my point being, not that I'm going to go into the presidency, because I have have nothing to say about that for now. Um, That's kind of controversial. But, um, but the, the second virus that's coming out, I'm just thinking, okay, so coronavirus has been around for a long time, and it's almost like they just discovered it, you know, last year, and now it's become a big threat when, in fact, if you look at the back of a Lysol bottle, and I've actually seen this myself, and I did this back in March, as a matter of fact, if you look at the back of a Lysol bottle, it'll talk about the different things that it kills. And coronavirus is like midway on the coronavirus label. So I invite you to actually look at your Lysol spray. And please tell me that I'm wrong. It has to be Lysol because I've tried buying the generic spray and I have it right now. And tried looking for the coronavirus in the label and it's not there. They don't really list very much on it. But Lysol, and I've had that bottle before, looked at the back, saw that it said coronavirus. And of course, I got excited circled it, stuck it on the internet, and it went viral, just went all over the place. So coronavirus, we've obviously lived with for a while. I I have been awfully tempted to actually call the back of Lysol and actually find out when they actually put that on the back of their labeling, because now I know it was there March of 2020, but I don't know if it was there before that. So if we know that coronavirus has been around for a long time, what makes this so dangerous? Well, okay, so the new coronavirus has come out, coronavirus 2, this is like the sequel to the first coronavirus, okay, 2021 is the sequel, coronavirus 2, it's, it's like a bad horror flick all over again. So. It's kind of interesting because right now, like, today's date is Wednesday, January 6th. And in today's society, it's it's an upheaval. We're not sure who the actual president is. Well, I I think I still think it's Trump, but um, we'll see. Um, Let's see, today's news, current news. I've heard that they're in, like, a heated argument in Arizona the Senate, who actually is, is in charge, Democrats or Republicans, 
So today's a pretty crazy day, especially crazy day to actually come out with podcasts, but I'm doing it. There's like craziness going on all over the place, and I'm just kind of kicking back going, all right, let, I'm, I'm ready, let's, I'm waiting for the results here. I, I know who I'm backing, so I mean, I've done my research, so we'll just see what happens in 2021. And I bet by this time next year, I'm um, just going to totally be in shock, just like I am every year. I'm still in shock over the 2020 mask masquerade we're gonna call it a masquerade now we actually need to have plan out a mask burning party because i'm telling you a year in masks now we're looking at a second year in masks and let's talk about the mask effectiveness is it really effective okay so the mask is not protecting you it's protecting your neighbors and it's not even really doing a good job because if they touch anything and you touch it guess what you're gonna get it so maybe but you may have it uh, with less symptoms than your neighbor will now I'm walking around I'll proud of myself because I haven't caught it yet but just so you know I swear I caught it back in June of 2019 it felt like it and I went through all the symptoms, the same symptoms that everybody else did. But allegedly, we didn't have it. So, I don't know, maybe my system was a precursor to what was going to happen. Or maybe it was actually around a lot longer than people have been talking about. So, that's what I'm going to say, is that it's been around a lot longer. And I don't know if I actually shared the story on that. But in uh, 2019 of June, I had actually, and this, this actually goes back to the yoga place in Twin Falls, um, I had actually gone to actually check out some new scents by doTERRA, because I was really big into essential oils at that time, and now I don't think anybody needs anything besides frankincense and myrrh, but that's another story for another day. But I was there, and there's a, there was this very sick lady that was there who had a hard time breathing, and she acted like she was going to die. I'm just looking at her, I'm like, why would you bring somebody sick to this thing? Well, I guess she was trying the different oils and stuff, too, and so she, you know, she was at a loss for words. She, I don't know why she was there, but there were a lot of other people there as well. And they had this crazy exercise routine, so and I almost felt like I was being experimented on in this yoga place and now that I look back on it I'm a little bit mad because I don't know exactly what they exposed me to back then but I was sicker than a dog I was running a fever I remember this this is like a week later running a fever I was sicker than a dog I couldn't get out of bed to do anything and I was just feeling lethargic and I was that way for like a month I swear I was just so sick and I remember my brother and his family were going through it too. So I'm not quite sure who gave who what. Because, you know, when you live in a household with a lot of people, um, you're bound to spread something. And I was always catching their cold viruses anyways whenever they'd bring them back from school. And, uh, but I don't remember anybody being as sick as I was. I was really sick. And I didn't, I wasn't sick enough to go to the hospital at the time. But it was it was definitely bad. I just kind of like laid there in bed and thought I was dying. And that's exactly what people have explained with COVID. And I the thing that was running through my mind at the time is, this is absolutely the worst flu I have ever encountered in my life. 
So I'm reporting this back, you know, for you know, for public record. That was June 2019. Now, in Twin Falls, it was kind of interesting because I was talking about a few other people. You know, a lot of people were getting sick that year. And a lot of people had decided to name it The Grudge and had often talked about, did we actually have coronavirus before December? And it's possible, or maybe it was just a really bad flu. I mean, I don't know of it actually killing anybody at the time. But there also something goes with herd immunity. And in Twin Falls, like if you if you went there today, even though most of the world is masking up, I was just in Twin Falls a couple of days ago. Nobody's really wearing masks because they believe in the herd immunity. And so, you know, I walked into like the auto parts shop nobody's wearing a mask. I'm like, that's awfully brave. You guys aren't wearing a mask? Because I was wearing a mask at the time. I always wear a mask when I go anywhere. And they're like, yeah, please don't tell anybody. We're just tired of wearing masks. I mean, can I blame them? They've worn masks since March. It's now January of the next year. I'm not going to say nothing to nobody. Because, to be perfectly honest, I mean... There are people who walk into stores all the time. You can go to convenience stores and they're walking around without a mask. I don't. I mask up. And the employees, for the most part, mask up. These employees weren't. But these employees, you think about it, how horrible is it for them to work an eight-hour shift and they have to wear a mask the whole entire time that they're working? They don't get a break from it. They breathe in that air, the same air that you, the dirty air that you've breathed in and some guy without a mask comes in, you're breathing in his air. So, you know, the employee is not necessarily safe from this coronavirus. He's being exposed to it constantly. And if you're thinking about that because you actually are an essential worker, I'm sorry. Because I'm not trying to run up a scare or anything like that. But it's true. You have customers come in. They're not wearing a mask. They're breathing that air. The same air that you're going to eventually end up breathing. But you're wearing a mask. So that that means that anything that customer breathed is now going to stick to your mask and you get to breathe it in all day. I don't see how that's even safe or even effective or even doable. But in our economy, I guess if everything shuts down, then we just shut down. So at some point in time, we got we got to decide if we're going to take the risk or not. And of course, they've already done that for us by saying, okay, essential workers... You can either uh, keep your jobs or lose your jobs. Good luck paying your bills. And we're going to give you, you know, $1,200 on this month and then $600 at the end of the year. And you got to be okay with that for the whole year. So I don't know anybody who can actually live off of $1,800 a year. But if you can, go you. You must be living at home with your parents and they feed you all your meals and you don't really go out and do much. Hey, that's great. So if you can live on a babysitting allowance of, what, $150 a month, good for you. That's that's great. For the rest of the society, though, we have to work the jobs. We have to, to pay for our lights and our overhead and our cars and our insurance. Oh, you know what? If you want to do us a favor, government, get rid of the mandatory insurance. Just give it to us. Uh, except for repeat offenders, you know, go ahead and bill them, you know, charge them up the union. But 
I would have to say, if you've been driving for 30 years and you've never even had so much as a speeding ticket, automatically you should not be charged for auto insurance. Now, that's in a fair and balanced world. Of course, we don't live in a fair and balanced world. We live in a world where it constantly costs us a whole bunch of money. So, I know, not absolutely fair. We do not live in a fair world. See, I live in a world where everybody's trying to shut me up and nobody wants to listen to what I have to say while I have to listen to them. I, you know what? Well, I have a podcast now. I have a podcast because I can actually say what's on my mind. I can actually talk about current events. That's kind of sad, but all right. Besides the point. Okay. I was getting ahead of myself. I wasn't trying to talk about the whole rest of the world or my pet peeves or anything of that nature. But getting back to the subject of vitamin D. Like, it's not going to hurt to actually increase your usage of vitamin D. If you die of COVID-19 and you've had 100% of vitamin D in your system and you were doing everything that you possibly could, then then it's a concern. But if you die of COVID-19, it's probably because um, you didn't have your vitamin D, enough vitamin D kicking in to actually build up your immune system. Makes sense, right? And you have to have a strong, healthy immune system to actually fight this virus. So... Why not do it with a very inexpensive vitamin, which is actually a hormone? And then if you want to add some vitamin C on top of it, and D because you want an A because you want luscious eyes and hair, you know, go for it. But it's not going to hurt you to actually take a multivitamin. Uh, you know, men support health, immune system, etc. Yeah, you or women, uh, we have our support system as well. I mean, they've got special, specific vitamins for each one of the sexes. I don't know about the asexual people or, you know, whatever. But, you know, for the most part, men and women need certain vitamins and minerals. So, uh, with that being said, go to your nearest pharmacy. And this is what I would suggest. Taking your vitamins is a hard pill to swallow. No pill, no, no pun intended. Um, also, the absorption rate, and of course I've talked to my brother, the pharmacist, about this is very little, it's only like 10%, and most of it is filler in a regular vitamin. So this is what I suggest, you can't get liquid vitamins, and of course I, I suggest taking all your vitamins in one dosage, because all those vitamins are very important, all vitamins are. But um, they do have, and I just picked them, I was pleased as punch, because I was actually taking um, some vitamins for hair, healthy hair, nail hair, skin, etc. And I actually took it in a gummy and I was more likely to take my vitamins in a gummy than I was an actual hard caplet that doesn't absorb quickly. So in a gummy it's a little bit different. So you're actually getting more of the vitamins and minerals. So not as it fun to chew a gummy, but also you're getting all the nutrients and vitamins that you need. So you're more likely to absorb it in your system. So with that being said, I hope and I'm not supposed to suggest this, but I hope you run out and go out and get your men's supplement gummy vitamins or women. Go get your women's supplement vitamins. I've actually tried them. I just bought a bottle yesterday and they're delicious. And uh, I don't want to eat more than two of them, though. That's a suggested dose for a day. I don't have any desire to like eat the whole thing, right? So um, for some of the people who might be tempted, remember, 
it's not there to eat the whole bottle. <laughs> so it's not like a bunch of gummy bears. You know, you just pop a couple a day and put it away, treat it like a vitamin, but just enjoy what you're eating. And it's kind of like a treat too. So, I mean, if it's the only time we actually put sugar in our bodies, well, it's a good thing. So that way you actually look forward to it. If it's in pill form, you're not going to look forward to it as much because, you know, swallowing is kind of, kind of not cool when you don't really like what you're taking and vitamins taste gross, generally speaking. But in a gummy, you can't really taste the grossness of a vitamin. So, because, you know, how when you take vitamins, you have that metallic taste or something. I don't even know how to explain it. In a gummy, you don't have that. It tastes like a gummy. But, see, I always was afraid. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, like, start popping these, like, candy. But I don't. So, with that being said, go out and get your gummies. You know, take it like your medicine. And enjoy your medicine. Because, uh... We live in a day and age where they have gummies. You know, I wish I would have invented it 20 years ago. I would be rich today and living on the coast somewhere. And, yeah, I can dream on, right? Okay, so that being said, I'm going to go ahead. It's been 33 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and end this program. But I love talking. I love informing people. I love sharing what I've learned um, I like talking about new, current events. I love it when new stuff comes out because I just have to share it with my diabetes audience. And, you know, bless all your hearts. We're all trying very hard to be uh, less diabetic and trying to watch our sugars. I mean, there's so many things we've got to watch out for. Um, you know, people sneaking bread in on us and stuff, you know, and you're you swore that you weren't ever going to eat bread because of the sugar content and then it makes you eat too much or whatever reason. So, God love you. Um, we've got to watch out for our health one day at a time. And, you know, n- not everybody's going to agree with your diet um, or even that you're diabetic. And some people may actually want to harm you by, you know, shoveling sugar towards you just to see if you're going to, they're going to tempt you with it, just to see if you're going to eat it. So, you know what? If they want to tempt you with it, say, Oh, that's a lovely cake. Thank you so much for sharing. Take one bite of it and throw the rest out. You don't have to deprive yourself, but please take care of yourself. Okay. With that being said, be kind to each other. I want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You are an absolute joy of an audience. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening and spending your time with me when you could have been spending your time with like 35 minutes with somebody else. So, again, thank you. And until next time, take care of yourself and welcome to 2021. Let's make this a fantastic year. This has been Margaret Coleman Frankowitz. Thank you.